The weather is finally getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year, like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost like the middleman that passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. I am so excited. I have two gorgeous, lightweight cashmere sweaters coming my way. One camel, one heather gray. I cannot wait to wear them in the warmer months when it's chilly in LA. Throwing them over my shoulders going to look so cute. Can't wait. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash judging Megan for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash judging Megan to get free shipping and 365 day returns quince.com slash judging Megan and now back to the podcast enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with BetMGM at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. back now I see where I ended up where I ended up um one I was definitely a people pleaser I was um because of this this overwhelmingly amazing beginning to the relationship as things really started to get weird and scary and confusing I was willing to overlook them because I'm like that guy is in there somewhere that that I married that like I the original the with. original guy that that yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, it's the whole frog in boiling water. You put a frog in, in, you know, boiling water, it jumps out. You put them in at room temperature and slowly turn up the heat. They'll cook to death. And I was cooking to death. And I, looking back, I saw now see sort of where the isolation started and chipping away at getting friends to no longer be friends, um, behind my back smear campaigns, trying to cut out my family, um, the, the slow sort of, uh, progression of insults of comments, negative comments on my body of, um, of jokes that aren't really jokes. And then, <laughs> what's your problem? I was kidding. 
that got worse and worse and worse, and it's death by a thousand paper cuts. We've all been put here for a reason, and we all deserve acceptance. Judging Megan with Megan Judge. I'm a trauma survivor from a really young age, and I have been diagnosed with complex PTSD in the past few years. I've been surrounded by death and abuse much of my life. I've been dragged through the mud and have been to the point of not wanting to go on anymore. Through my interviews with other survivors, I've learned that there is a way out. From recovering to surviving and thriving, we all have the strength to come out the other side. You are listening to Judging Megan. Hi, everyone. You are listening to Judging Megan with your host, Megan Judge. First, I want to start with a few shout outs. So shout out to Mary Beth and Christina, a few of my Patreon members. Also, shout out to Donna. Donna, I adore you. Donna has been listening. I'm on like, I'm almost to my hundredth episode, believe it or not. And Donna has been listening since the very beginning And she just celebrated her six years of sobriety. So I really need to tell you, Donna, how proud I am of you and what an amazing lady you are. And I love all your messages. So for all my listeners in general, I can't tell you how much I love when I hear from you, good and bad. Usually I don't like the bad, but I'll take it because I think it's part of the process. And if you have tips or suggestions for me, or you would like me to wear more makeup when I record because I'm so terrifying when I push these to YouTube. Totally get it. (laughs) Um, I will also tell you that my husband and I did start posting on Patreon. So uh, the first video is up there. Um, It's pretty interesting. I'll say that. Uh, You can also find me on YouTube. I think that's all my stuff that I wanted to talk about. But what I will tell you about, and I'm going to introduce my gorge guest in a minute, is um, I am in my 40s. I might bring Jackie into this. I am trying to understand why I am still getting pimples. Like, let's be real. Like, why do I have a zit that I have had for like a solid, I would say a solid like month? I don't know why it won't go away. It's like, I'll, and I hate to admit that I like, you know, pop my zits or that's gross, but we all do Oh, who it. doesn't? Yeah. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it will not go away. So I need to go to Arnita, my facialist, at, who I'm obsessed with, by the way, and <laughs> try and figure out what is up. But I want to know, like, is this a normal thing to have pimples in your 40s? Do you still get- I think- so that's really funny. So I just hit 50 a few months what? ago. Woo. Okay. And- <laughs> FYI, everybody, head on over. This is a little ad. Head on over to YouTube because Jackie does not look 50. You look gorgeous. You could pass for like 15 to 20 years younger, but go on. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. Well, Get another reason to go to YouTube person. and watch this episode. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, no, I, you know, I think it depends on so many things, but yeah, I mean, I think hormones just F us up. I think that there's so much that goes on and I don't get them a lot, but it's funny you say this. I got one two days ago and even my boyfriend goes, what's going on there? And like, it won't go away. I think we don't heal as fast. Maybe. Maybe. Good point. But you know what else I'll say is, um, I have not drank in, which is like, I'm, my audience knows I'm a big Chardonnay lover. I have not drank in over a month and my skin honestly is, I, I mean, it looks better than it's looked in forever. Yeah. And yeah. 
Um, lost a couple LBs, not going to complain about that. And I feel yeah. so good that I'm kind of like, well, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm never going to drink again, but I'm just saying like, what's the point of going back to it? Because I feel so happy and good. Yeah. And it just yeah. really, I don't know if you've ever taken a break from drinking, but this is like, this is like, I haven't taken a break from drinking sadly since I gave birth to my last baby. <laughs> You know, who's now almost nine. Once again, so funny that you're mentioning this because about four months ago, I am, I'm the champion of wine drinkers and I start like red, 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 red. And then I switched over to um, Sauvignon Blanc like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And about four months ago, I stopped drinking too. It was kind of a weird series of events where it just wasn't convenient at the time. It wasn't yeah. available. And about day five, I was like, whoa, I have got to be honest. I am sleeping so well. No, that's the thing. It's oh I'm my sleeping God. better than I've ever slept. Like I don't, yeah. I would wake up in the middle of the night and be up. I wake up now. I go to bed at like 930 and I wake up at like seven yeah. and it's like, I feel awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of what sleep. alcohol can do to your body. It really you does. Know? And so obviously just sleep alone is going to help skin, but you know, the lack yeah. of alcohol. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the weird thing is it, I used to have this joke with my friends. We'd be like, oh, we have somewhere to go. Let's stop drinking for 48 hours and lose a bunch of weight. And then we'd be like, what happened? We didn't lose weight <laughs> after stopping for two days. Well, it takes, it takes a while, takes but I will say it like my can tell in my face for sure. Yeah. My clothes are getting looser, but yes. I, but like, I really think as we age, as women, you just, alcohol just does a number on you and it's, you, yeah. it's a slippery slope. And I just found myself just somebody that struggles with anxiety and depression. Yeah. Like the alcohol was just making that worse. So, um, it does. so I am actually doing a podcast coming up with like a, one of the top sober podcasters. I also did another one with another sober podcaster way, a while back named Gil Teets. She's amazing. Um, but I do think like just on this like little journey, sadly, that's over a month long that I have really realized that I'm maybe taking an indefinite break, you know? Yeah. Yep. And I and I also have to plug Hop Water, which is now going to be, I'm going to be sponsoring Hop Water because I really love their product. It's zero calories made from natural hops. I don't know if you've tried it, but it's, they now no. are going to be selling it. They sell it at Lazy Acres. So if you're local to South Bay. Yep. Awesome. And they also are now going to be carrying it at Target and they are now going to be, I'm an affiliate with them. I don't have my code yet. So if you're li a listener of mine, wait a, wait a bit. Cause I'll have that probably by the, in the next week or so. But I will tell you, I, I'm promoting it because I like, I love it. And it's satiates that kind of urge at night to have a yep. drink. Cause really what yes. alcohol is, is it's, it's a habit, yes. right? Well, I definitely have to try, uh, try it because that's what happened. I never drank carbonated water before ever. I mean, yeah. against it. It just wasn't my fave. Now I'm addicted. I find my favorite flavors because you have to replace it with something to you do, do at night. You do. The habit and part. You do. And you don't want to be like, you know, and it's also like now it's turning into like a sober podcast and I promise you I'll introduce <laughs> you in a second. But it's also interesting, like if you're a local to South Bay, I was at a restaurant the other night in South Bay that we go to often and I really like, and I was shamed. 
like I was shamed by the waiter, which I was like about to like be like, are you joking me? He was like, so you're not drinking? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, um, because I asked if what they like if they had a non-alcoholic beer. Uh-huh. And I realized oh, wow. I was like, what if I was like really sick and I was sober? Like, are you going to like our culture? I feel like I'm starting to learn really shames people for not drinking. That's so uncool. Well, not yeah. only for the reason you stated, but it's like, dude, are you just trying to ramp up your your tip at the end of the night? Like what's going on here? Well, Why don't get you- me started on that because they up, <laughs> they didn't tell us that they added a tip, which is my biggest pet peeve. And my friend, it was, we were in a group and my friend and I went to le- went to like leave the tip at the end of the night and they didn't say anything to us. And we were a party of seven and I was, that's not, that's not okay. Yeah. Cause then we would yeah. have left them some massive tip. So anyways, yeah. anyway, um, next sorry podcast. for that. Sorry for that little like <laughs> 25 minute. Um, well, the episode's over everyone. Thank you, Jackie, for okay, coming out. I'm so nice you. Yes, <laughs> um, Everyone, I would like to introduce Jackie Miller. Jackie is a she's a, a divorce coach. We're going to go into her story to tell to tell you all why. And um, she also has a pad, podcast, which is I think one of the best podcast titles I've heard. Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. So, <laughs> the, I I really think that's a good title. Um, Thank you. Welcome, Jackie. Uh, we were introduced through one of my dearest friends that is a wonderful, wonderful person, which we both can agree on. And yes. um, and I am just so grateful to have met you. We're both local. And yes. um, and I, it's a joy to have you on. So welcome to the podcast. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Um, so t- let's start with your a, a little bit about you. So, oh, P.S., <laughs> one quick thing. Did you, cause you yeah. are local. Did you know, like everyone's up in arms about obviously Kanye West and like being on the four, I talked about this on my last episode, but being on the 405, if you're listening to this episode, by the way, this, this is going to be coming out in a week or so, but he went into Skechers yesterday. I read that this morning. So he was dropped by, for his um, anti-Semitic comments amongst other things, which are horrendous, uh-huh. horrific. Um, yeah. But he walked into Skechers and Skechers is, is in Manhattan beach. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard he was escorted out. That's and I was what I read. Like, thank God. Like, good. What yeah, is he they doing? Were like, thank you. No, thank you. Bye. Yeah. 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 I'm glad I was downtown all last, last, all yesterday. So I'm like, I'm surprised I didn't see him anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, Little I local drama. Like local drama. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) So let's go a little bit into your story. Um, I want to know kind of, I know that it's a tough story to share number one, but I do think that this is a really important topic. I've had a divorce coach on once in the past. Okay. And I would love to hear your perspective. Her story was a little different than yours is. Um, and I sure. think like my husband may be list- like wondering why I keep doing episodes with divorce coaches. <laughs> Am I trying to send him something? No, you're fine. We're good for now. You're, Trust you're me, still my, my co-host. My husbands are not like, <laughs> what are you and Jackie talking about now? They're like, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. all the normal stuff. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ron, don't worry. You're still my co-host on Patreon on my episodes. <laughs> um, but Jackie, let me ask you how you like, 
a little bit about your story and you can just start with like where you're from. Yes, actually, I'm from up in the Northwest in the San Juan Islands in Washington State, and I went to University of Washington, go Huskies. Um, I moved down to Southern California in my like mid-late 20s, and it was awesome. I was living on my own. I bought my own condo. I was killing it at work. I was like, it was awesome. And then I met this guy who swept me off my feet, and this is um, this is just something that you'll hear from people who have sort of been on a similar journey mm-hmm. from, with as me, and because this initial phase is not just your normal, um, what's it called, like honeymoon phase when you first get into a relationship, this is that on steroids times a thousand times a million. It is nothing you've ever experienced. I mean, the sweeping off the feet is just literally the night in shining armor on the horse and the whole thing. And you just, you can't believe it. You're blown away. And there's a word for it. It's called love bombing. Um, and so anyway, this, this relationship progressed really quickly, which again, (laughs) you will hear from people who've been on a similar journey. Mm -hmm. And you know, within weeks I was living at his house saying, I love you. The talking merit, like it was fast. Um, and I was married for 16 and a half years. And so looking back now, I see where I ended up, where I ended up. Um, one, I was definitely a people pleaser. I was, um, because of this, this overwhelmingly amazing beginning to the relationship, as things really started to get weird and scary and confusing, I was willing to overlook them because I'm like, that guy is in there somewhere that, that I married that I like the original, the original guy that, that, yeah. 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 And it's, it's the whole frog in boiling water. You put a frog in, in, you know, boiling water, it jumps out. You put them in at room temperature and slowly turn up the heat. They'll cook to death. And I was cooking to death. And I, looking back, I saw now see sort of where the isolation started and chipping away at getting friends to no longer be friends, um, behind my back smear campaigns, trying to cut out my family. Um, the, the slow sort of, uh, progression of insults of comments, negative comments on my body of, um, of jokes that aren't really jokes. And then <laughs> what's your problem? I was kidding that got worse and worse and worse and it's death by a thousand paper cuts. And so fast forward years later, um, a few marriage therapists later, um, sometimes they kicked him out of their office one time on the very first visit. Um, other times he'd get up and storm out and they would look at me and say, oh, we don't know how to help you. Um, and I was like, what is going on? Well, when it got to the point after, the death by a thousand paper cups. I truly felt like I was bleeding to death. We had two children together. Um, and I, I realized I developed this fear of him. He never physically harmed me. I was terrified of him and I was terrified to leave him. And people would say, Oh, you know, well, does he hit you? Is it physical? Yeah, no. You know, and that is where it is so hard. And I'd love to get into this more, Megan, if you don't mind, like coercive control and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But Unless you've lived it, it's really hard to talk to people about. And you have to find your circle of people. So if you're listening to this and you know what I'm talking about, I got you. I see you. Because it's hard to explain to people when there aren't bruises to show for it. And then when I finally got up the courage to file for divorce, the reason I was so scared is I knew it was going to be hell. 
I couldn't explain why. I couldn't explain, but I just knew he would scorch the earth. It's sort of the how dare you leave me mentality. Even if you're sleeping with other people for uh, having affairs, like, uh, you know, off doing God knows what on trips that I don't see you for weeks at a time. How dare you divorce me? Oh, no, 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 no. And sure enough, when I filed, there's something called post-separation abuse. And with these kind of personality types, once you leave physically, try to leave legally, whatever it is, it kicks into a whole nother level. Well, let me, let me just, let me just say one thing. So, or a couple of things. Number one, I am so sorry that you found yourself in such a horrific situation. Number two, um, I, my therapist who was on my original podcast, Dr. Nadine Macaluso, who I, I went, know, Dave, yeah, Dave, who Dave, I yes. adore and is actually uh, going to be on my hundredth episode. She's coming back. Um, she awesome. was in a trauma bond, the love bombing, the, so she has talked about that. Obviously she has a, bo- a book out about it. She um, is doing really well with her messaging on TikTok and all kinds of great stuff going on for yes. her. But what she did with her life. So if you watch The Wolf of Wall Street, the movie, she is um, the her she's the real life Margot Robbie character. So she was married to yep. Jordan Belfort, yep. and um, the the situation sounds very similar. Um, and yep. as I've as I've been doing this podcast now a few years, I've met numerous women that have found themselves in these situations of yeah. being like wooed and um, just all the things that you talked about, which is like, yeah. you wonder like, how do people get themselves into these situations? I could see, I'm shocked I didn't get myself into these situations just with all my abandonment issues. but. I also think that men seek out like specific women. That's my yes. question to you on that. Like, is that accurate? 100%. Okay. And, and you know, you very well could have been a great target for, for somebody with a, you know, a, a similar personality and you, and maybe, you know, you did get lucky or you were just smart. No, enough I mean, when I, had- when I was young, I definitely dated like my fair share of, um, of not so great men and yeah. great men. I mean, I had, I had I had all kinds of gentlemen callers back in the day, Jackie. I'm <laughs> well, just joking. You know what? That's okay. You but I met I I, I say that with my husband. But, um, yeah. I think that God kind of went like I've given you like a lot of bad like hard things to have to go through in life. I'm gonna cut you a break on this yeah. one. But I do yeah. think my mom yeah. was in a trauma bond with my stepfather for sure. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, and you're right back to the personality thing. And when I said maybe you were smarter, I don't mean to imply that any of us. Um, no, no, I know. In these relationships. Yeah. And in fact, and just on my last episode on my podcast, and I've said it multiple times, the cruel, sick joke about when you figure out you're in a relationship with someone like that is that it's because you're awesome. It's like a effed up compliment yeah. because they seek out people that are smart are intuitive, are good in social situations, are going to be great, you know, mothers. And they're, it happens the opposite too, great fathers. Um, they pick people that are awesome because A, it makes them look good. 
Yeah. B, I, I also have my own little theory that it, 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 I sort of say it makes them socially acceptable in a lot of situations. Yeah. Um, often you're, you're very attractive. You're, you have all these great qualities, but then the need to control you and their own need to just, you know, eventually take out whatever, you know, is going on in, in their head, in their life, it, mm-hmm. it takes over and, and they need to isolate you and put you down and, and just control, 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 control. And so it, there is a personality type that they often go after. Absolutely. I mean, it's, I mean, every person that I have met, it may, you're right. I mean, I'm thinking about the type. It's all successful, had careers, you know, all kinds of different backgrounds. I wonder if it comes from a place of, this is just me like thinking on my feet. Um, obviously these men have major, probably childhood trauma, something that went on in their childhood, or maybe they're just not good people. That happens too. Um, but it, I wonder too, is it, is it they're intimidated? They, they, you're supposed to be like a smaller person because you're female and they're, they have to be the powerful one. That's what I wonder a little bit if it's like the male female role and that's why you see so much of it. And then also, I think so many women are thankfully taking their voices back and talking Mm -hmm. about this for Mm -hmm. so long. You couldn't. Right. 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 And I think it's a little bit of everything you said. And it's interesting that you say like they need to make you the little person. It's it's so it's such a messes with your head because they put you on this pedestal and you're perfect when they meet you and they've never met anyone like you. And they just can't believe all these things you do and how amazing you are, you know, and then, and then sort of the put downs and the, you know, start and whatnot. And there's this weird internal, and I've just read a lot about it. I'm not a therapist. Um, I just sort of become an expert on my own Mm -hmm. from dealing with, with so many people, um, in these situations, but then there's almost like this internal fight with themselves. I think like where there's, there is a jealousy when you, when you get more attention than, than them in certain places. So they want you to make them look good, but then they want you to shut up and fade to the background. And so it's extremely confusing and confusing is a word that you will hear over and over when let's just say women, not always, but describe these relationships. You are in this constant state of confusion about what the heck is going on. Did you, were you ever in a, in a, and if you're not comfortable talking about this stuff, let me know. And it's fine. Um, were you ever, did you ever find yourself in like a mentally abusive, like, or physically abusive situation? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, it was, you know what? I, I, there are things like, again, that you can't quite understand unless you've been through it. I didn't know the silent treatment could be so violent. It was the most insidious form of mental abuse that I cannot explain to people again, unless you've been through it. When someone you're, you're constantly in fear that you're in trouble for something. And this is where my trauma bond experience came in. Um, I went out to have wine with girlfriends. I came home, came home at midnight. No big deal. He put the kids to bed. Oh boy, was I in trouble because putting the kids to bed was not his job. It was my job. I came home at midnight. Why couldn't I come home at 10? I bet you're drunk. I bet you're flirting with the bartenders. I bet you're, you know, what are you and your girlfriends really doing? And you're just like, what? <laughs> what, are you doing? 
what, yeah. what happened? What's going on here? None of that happened. And you start explaining yourself and explaining yourself and defending and defending and explaining yourself. And you find yourself so riled up and so upset. And you just, you just need to explain to them that what they're thinking isn't right. And you promise you didn't, and you didn't do any of this. And, and you're so wound up. And then silence. It could go on for days and you just want it to end so bad. And you are in a constant state of fight or flight. And you find yourself this formerly confident, amazing person, and you're groveling for their attention. You just want it to end. You don't know if it's going to be another blow up, if the silent treatment's going to keep going, if they're going to turn around and you know start snapping at the kids, if they're going to stop at you. And then when it ends, all of a sudden they walk in the door and go, oh, hey, you know who I ran in today at lunch? It was really funny. And they start talking. Like nothing ever happened. Oh my your God. Your relief, Megan, your relief that it's over is so profound. And looking back now, I see the high. It's almost like a high. You almost get like endorphins because the fact that it's over is, uh, is so euphoric almost. And that is, there literally becomes a chemical addiction because then the cycle starts again and you're in trouble for something else. And here comes your fight or flight and you're in that indefinitely. And then here comes the relief and then you're back in trouble and here's the fight or flight. And now you're back in relief and you're up and down and up and down and you're bonded chemically. That is so awful. I, I, I can't imagine what that would be like. Also, did you find yourself like trying to talk to him and he would just ignore you and. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Many, that's awful. Many times. Just please, can we just talk? Can we just whatever? Because we whatever. And just completely you know, ignore you like you weren't there. Completely ignore you like you weren't there. Maybe sometimes leave for two days. And you just, and you're just, you're, you know, when you're like, you're in this marriage and you have kids now and what do I do? And I've been a stay at home mom and I haven't, you know, worked now for 10 years and what, and your mind is spinning. And well, and also because they use the financial component of like, I, I own you. And I have yes. found so many women that get themselves into these situations where it's like, well, not only are you my property, but I also like money talks, right? And, oh, and oh. so if you're, especially if you live in this community, which I'm pretty sure there's quite a few women that nobody knows. Like I always say, I'm like, why is that girl such, and excuse my language if anyone's listening that's going to take offense to this. Why is she such a bitch? Well, you never know what's actually going on at home. You know? You don't. And you just don't know. Like from the outside, you know, people probably looked at you. I mean, you're physically gorgeous. You can't have like had a successful husband. We live in a very affluent area. Um, Nice cars, nice things. You know, people look at those things and that's really all that matters when you just never know what's really going on on the inside. And like what you're talking about is sounds like pure torture. Yes. Yes. And you're right. And nine times out of 10, these people are so charming. Mm -hmm. And maybe some friends that you've had for years will start to go, oh, uh oh, Um, you know, I had a couple of the husbands in our friend relationships tell me after the fact, like, you know, we were on a father daughter trip and he got really intoxicated and started talking crap about you. You guys don't know what she's really like. You don't know what I have to put up with. We don't have to go. And he he goes, just so you know, the other dad and I were like, she's freaking awesome. Does he think we believe him? 
Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? So, you, like, you just have no idea what this person's putting up with. Like, how horrible to have your husband telling your family friends. It's also embarrassing because don't. you don't know. And we live in such a small town, like, where yes. everybody, like, you can't freaking go to Target without escaping no. people. It's like, oh, I just, like, am I at a cocktail right. party or am I at Target? I don't know. Right. Because right. everyone right. Exactly. You, you know is there. So it's like, even though we're in LA, it's such a small community that yeah. people are always in other people's business, always making up crap. It's nine times out of 10, not true. Yes. And I also will tell you just like picturing what you were going through and like what kind of prison that must have been, you know, being your home is sacred. Like a, yeah. a human being's home is sacred. And I grew up with an abusive stepfather and, um, And I remember when you talk about the silent treatment, he would, I hated him with a passion, but he would do these Mm -hmm. messed up things to me. Like he would, I, I struggled with an eating disorder. I was bulimic for many years and he would, he knew I was. And so he would come behind me when I was at the refrigerator and clear his throat and go <clears throat> and like to this day like i'm really freaked out like if somebody like i'm in a kitchen and i'm getting food that's like a mm-hmm. weird like secondary mm-hmm. like traumatic thing for me and my husband's like i'm just in the kitchen <laughs> like what's wrong yeah. with you yeah. but yeah. but it brings back like you talking about that i wanted to point out if you have been in a situation whether it be like an abusive parent uh, a mentally abusive husband whatever it is your home yeah. is your your safe, supposed to be your safe space. And to be in a yes. situation where it's not is like the worst kind of pain that I can remember in my own You You life. have nowhere to go. No, no. You have nowhere to go if no. your home's not safe. And that feeling of, I mean, talk about creating lifelong anxiety in a person. Mm-hmm. And you know, your story, Megan, I'm so glad you shared it because- Back to my comment I made earlier, it's really hard to explain to people that haven't been through something like that because telling a story about someone clearing their throat, and you know, this is going to lead into into talking about family court, but you get in front of a judge who you try to tell that story to, oh, hell no, he clears his throat, Megan, okay. Or the lawyers, or the lawyers that, yeah, the lawyers that villainize you. Yeah. Yeah. Your own lawyer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's the same thing in the marriage. You try to explain, you know, that, that this coercive control you were under or, you know, uh, yeah, and, and they're like, oh, he didn't talk to you for a little while. Okay. Okay. You know, you just, you can't, you can't, you can't explain. It, it honestly like makes me want to hop through the screen and give you a hug because, oh, and I feel the same way. because like it is, so, and then I would like to go into this, but, and like how it ended, but also just how messed up our court system is for women and yeah. what I have learned in like recent, in the recent, like pro- probably past year, like what women yeah. actually go through, which I never, I was like, well, you just get a divorce and then half, we live in California. So it's super easy. You go and you get a divorce and then half <laughs> of what he makes is his. And then the other half is yours. And that's how it ends. And we are very yeah. lucky because we live in California. No, yeah. right? And 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. This time of year is the worst. I feel like I can't do anything and I can't enjoy my dinner because I can't taste my food and I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even feel like I can host this show because my voice sounds like a duck. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I feel like I've been using Claritin D for probably a few months now, and I have really noticed a difference. I can work out. I'm not feeling like my eyes are watering and my nose is all stuffed up. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped into my throat. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. I get a lot of those calls like, well, I'll be yeah. okay, right? It's 50-50. And I, you know, I'm like, okay, again, I'm not an attorney. I'm not, I'm, I'm here to get you through this. But yeah. tell me a little bit more about who you're soon to be ex. And when I hear all the red flags, I'm like, okay, here's the deal. There's a thing called radical acceptance. And we're going to talk about what's, where you're at, where you're really, really, really at. And you're about to experience post-separation abuse, which means, and I'll, I can get into that, he's going to kick it into high gear. And they're like, yeah, you know what? That's why I'm calling you. That's what I'm afraid of. And I said, okay, well, 50, 50. Yeah. Until he hides all his money. Well, no, but I know where it all, he'll run his business into the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He might do that. He'll declare bankruptcy so that he doesn't have to give you $5. He'll lose 500,000. Yeah. You might be right. He'll, you know, he's, well, he's never taken care of the kids. Can I just tell the judge that? No. Because judges, it's all 50-50 on the kids. That's cut and dry, the 50-50. He can, you know, we can get even more into that too, but he could be blatantly abusive. No, dad needs a chance. 
But he, he doesn't even know how to take the kids to the doctor. It doesn't matter. Well, it sounds, it also sounds similar to the foster system, you know, like people don't understand. They're like, oh, I'm going to adopt a foster child. Well, you, you don't seem to understand that like the fa father and mother could be like doing math on a street corner and it doesn't matter because it's always what the, what it, they just want in the court system, the kids to be with the parents, period. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me ask you before we go into, cause I'm, I really want to know about that side of what we just talked about, but I want to know like how it kind of ended and how you got the strength. Cause like, I will tell you, it takes a lot of guts. Yeah. It takes a lot of guts and a lot of strength to walk away from everything. Absolutely. So and tell I, you me know, how that happened for you. I just felt that the isolation, attempts at isolation, and even from my family, um, basically it had turned into, you know, your sisters now aren't welcome. I have three sisters, well, two, two sisters. Um, it turned into, uh, my best friend hadn't been in my house in four years um, because she called him out one time. Um, I was never allowed to ever have an account ever with him ever in 16 and a half years. I begged him to just have a credit card together. So it would just be the same credit card going to the grocery store. Nothing. So I knew I had zero eyes on any of our finances, which was completely intentional from day one. There was always a really good excuse. And I felt so stupid admitting that for so long, but I want to admit it here out in the open so that women know, don't be embarrassed. It's all by design. You are a smart, intelligent person, and it's all by, I, I didn't see a whole tax return in 16 and a half years. I was told that I'd never understand it. You don't get it. Our tax returns are 275 pages long. There's no use in explaining it to you. You don't, whatever. You have to sign it now. It's due tomorrow. I have to get, I have to leave for work right now. I have to get back to the account. You have to sign it now. You, if you don't sign this, we're going to get fees. We're going to get penalized. If you don't sign, you know, and you're like, oh my God, okay. So I was sending tax returns, or there are a few tax returns that are pretty suspect that I'm pretty sure I didn't sign. Um, and I hear that all the time and it just, things were just piling on, piling on, piling on. And then the really blatant affair stuff and the, whatever. and I thought, you know what, my daughters were getting old enough and I'm like, they're going to start noticing what mom puts up with. And were, this is were there, with were there affairs like that, that was that going on like throughout the marriage or was that like towards the end? Yeah. It okay. went, no, I know now that it was going on throughout the marriage. I didn't know for sure that it was, but, but yeah, I, I know. But now. it, but it's not like it's, I've heard so many stories of these people, of these situations. My mom was in a situation like this and it did not end. It did not end well. I'll say that. Yeah. And, um, and they, I, from what I understand with a friend of mine, if they do have affairs, they hold that over you too, because they're like, well, what are you going to do? Like, oh, are you going to leave? You know? And it's yeah. like, right? And most often, or I shouldn't say most often, but very often, it also gets turned into, because you're a prude, you're not sexual, you're not, I'm not attracted to you anymore. What have you, you know, you're, you're, what are you doing with yourself? You need to exercise. You're not, you're not good in bed. You're not, you know, it, it's your fault. They had to go get it somewhere else. So. Wow. Yeah. And then also it's like at the end of the day, like you're the mother of his children mm -hmm. and like the greatest gift in my opinion in the world is that we have the ability 
to if, if we're lucky enough and we want children to bear children and ch- and our obviously our bodies take a severe toll to, <laughs> through child what we go through during like giving birth um yes but it's it's crazy to me that that can be used against us you know yeah. as women yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a constant manipulation. Yes. And, and being in a loving, caring, healthy relationship now, I Mm -hmm. I just see that. I mean, oh my gosh, (laughs) I already knew how nuts it was. And now I'm just like, oh my gosh, this, this was out here, this awesomeness, this, you know, this like, like where, oh, anyway, I, you know, that's probably another podcast too, but I basically, I can tell you, Megan, what I was laying in bed one night, and I thought, and I truly mean this, and I, I will stand, I will stand on a hill. This will be my last stand. I will go by this damn this statement. I swore to God that I would be happier living in a tent with my two girls on the side of the highway. And I truly meant it. And I thought, okay, I I, I gotta go. So is that was that was there like a final straw? Was there like something that that happened and then you were like, I'm yeah. done? Well, okay. the, the kind of, this was kind of a joke. We, I, uh, I, he came home one day and said, let's go to dinner. We have to talk about something. I said, okay. And we got there and he said, I have this business deal that's going to be going on in another state and it's going to be a lot. And I think I'm probably just going to get an apartment there. Um, because I'm going to need to be there all the time. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, well, yeah, I definitely think you should get the apartment there. And that's awesome that you've got, you know, this new business venture, Let's not pretend you're getting an apartment because of the business deal. <laughs> go, 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 go get your apartment, go do whatever it is you're doing. I, uh, at that point I was like, yay, I couldn't care less. Yeah. And I said, but don't let's, you know, don't treat me like I'm an idiot. You always say that, you know, you did tell me I was so smart when we first met. And so don't treat me like I'm an idiot. Did you now. say that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Good. And then it's kind of started off where he was like, okay, okay. He didn't deny it. He didn't confirm it. He was like, okay, I get, and then it kind of went on like that. And then I thought, you know what? So now I'm going to be the glorified babysitter at home. And I guarantee you with his personality, God forbid I go on a date or something. Mm -hmm. That's not going to fly. He's not going to allow that. So I thought I'm really, I'm still in it. I'm still in a super screwed situation. And I thought really there's, you know what, 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 what do we do? I just, I need to file. I need to file. And, but I knew it would be the, how dare you? And, and so was. what? It, so what did he do then? Because you talk, what is it called? Post, post separation abuse. Okay, so this yeah. is very common in being in a with, with a narcissist uh, love yeah. bomber. Yeah, and I always yeah. say yes. I always say we don't label. We just talk about patterns of behavior. Okay, because <laughs> I'm not a therapist. I'm not allowed to label anything. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Give them a title, but. Um, but yes, the, with patterns of behavior that that are similar to that and. So I talked with an attorney and it's funny because I, clients come to me all the time and will say, you know, if they haven't filed yet, they just, they know, you just know, you know, this person better than anyone, you know, it's not going to be good when you file. So we decided that, uh, because you cannot tell them that you filed and hand them the papers, somebody else has to have, hand them the papers mm-hmm. in, in the state of California. Yeah. So yeah. usually an attorney will say, well, to keep things calm and amicable, have a family, friend, or whatever. Well, there, there wasn't one of those that it was going to go over well with. So I decided to have them served, and uh, we were at a coffee bean talking about basically this sort of weird separation thing I guess we were going to have. And I had them served while we were sitting there, and... <laughs> 
he looked at that and he said, you had me served. He said, <laughs> he said, you are effed. You are so effed. You are so effed. And I said, why? Cause you hit all the money. He goes, Oh, I did that three years ago. And he goes, you're just effed. You're so effed. And he goes, you need to go back and tell this attorney and, and re, you know, retract this, withdraw it. And I said, no, why? Somebody's got to file. We're getting a divorce. Come on. Let's just be like, this is happening. Okay. You, you're, you're, you're getting an apartment somewhere else. You're so effed. You need to go back and retract this. Well, then the, we can, this is a whole nother thing. There's a data separation and it matters. And if money moves after a certain date, then you can't do that. And da, da, da. So there were some things there that it did take him by surprise that he was not happy about that had to do with money. Wow. How long ago did this all take, go down? Um, it was in, I filed in 2018, like August of 2018. Okay. Which that's yeah. not that yeah. long ago. Yeah. I'm afraid, I'm afraid to ask you like what happened next, like oh. what it was. Yeah. Well, I got, um, he had 30 days to respond. And when he responded, he had an attorney that was a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> and I had this really nice guy and I called him up and I said, you're awesome. I think that you're a wonderful person. You're way too nice for this case. I'm so sorry. And my neighbor was going through a similar divorce and I, and I hired her attorney at that time. And, um, it, then it was, they wanted to depose me immediately, which is really weird because what usually happens is after you've swapped information and everyone's, all the financials are out and you're kind of going through it and making the spreadsheet as who's going to get what, if you really need to depose someone, which if you don't know what that means, you, you sit in their attorney's office and their attorney gets to answer you, uh, ask you questions under oath and lots of times now with a camera in your face, your attorney sits next to you and they can question you for up to seven to eight hours, mm -hmm. like by, like they have the right to. So for six and a half hours, I was deposed, asked the most crazy questions. Basically, they were just trying to scare me. When you get deposed early on, it is strictly a bully tactic to scare you. The whole goal being that you just settle for whatever they put on the table because you're terrified and you just want out. And so he hired that kind of attorney. They deposed me for, I think it was over six hours and just like, you know, tried to make me out as an alcoholic and, you know, I wasn't a fit mother and, you know, just all this crazy stuff. So talk about stressful. I mean, but this is so common that I, I'm like the things that I know that go on in the court system that I had no idea before. My question mm -hmm. to you is after everything you've been through, obviously now you're doing what you're doing, which I'm a huge believer. And I talk about it all the time on the podcast is using your pain and your trauma to help other people, which has yeah. now like, I like, that's the best thing you can do in life, which is what you're doing. Yeah and became, yeah. become a career for you, which is even better. But what do you say to women that find themselves in situations like you? Like, is there, is there like some kind of like checklist? Have you written a guide yet? If you haven't, I would suggest one because I think people need it. Um, sure. Right. I mean, do yeah. you say, to, yeah. you say to women like, you know, you're going to get screwed. So unless you're really unhappy, just stay there. Like what do people do? Yeah. N no. I mean, I, I obviously have to listen to the situation. I always say that they, every divorce has its own personality, even mm -hmm. with these guys. 
um, they all follow a similar script, all of them. So you can kind of predict behavior after a while, but then they'll have their own idiosyncrasies. So some get super hyper-focused on you'll never see the kids again. Some are like kind of leave the kids alone, but are super hyper-focused on you'll never never get a penny. I don't care if we were married for 22 years, you will not get one penny, you know? And so I have to listen to what the ex's deal is we do some profiling. Yes, I have list checklists of things to prepare financially. And then on the custody side, right away, there are things that we can predict. Like usually these guys, if they're going to go into a big custody battle, immediately scream that mom is alienating kids from them. And it has now become so prevalent that it's almost a joke. It's not a joke when you're in it, but it's like, really guys, come on. Um, and, and that is something else that's become sort of a very scary situation. And there was actually a, um, the Department of Justice commissioned a study and a law professor from George Washington uh, Law School named Joan Meyer did a study. And it looked at when these men who the, the wives were saying he's abusive in family court, he's abusive, help us. He's abusive. He's abusing the kids. He's physically abusing. He's sexually abusing the kids. Dad started screaming alienation. I am not. She's turning the kids against me. She's brainwashing the kids. And they all of a sudden, were there was this influx of alienation claims. And Joe Meyer did the study. And what she found was the, as soon as dad, abusive dad, screamed alienation, the court stopped investigating abuse, looked at the mom and said, what are you doing? Come on. You're, th that must be what's going on. Dad, you can have the kids. Mom, you need to get your act together. Stop brainwashing the children. In abusive cases, it was up to 28% of the time men got custody of the children if there was abuse just of the mother. Mm -hmm. As the abuse gets worse with the children, ranging from physical abuse to sexual abuse, the worse the abuse, the more willing the court was to, willing to believe dad. Up to 54% of the time, sexually abusive dad to the children got the kids and everyone is going, what? You can't tell the court that dad is abusive? Nope. As long as he screams alienation, everyone is just happy to look at crazy. It's easier to go, mom's crazy. Mom's enmeshed with the kids. Mom can't separate herself from the kids. Mom's just talking bad about dad. Mom's telling the kids what to say to the evaluators. Mom's telling the kids what to say to the, you know, and and the kids are screaming, please don't send me with daddy. Please don't send me with daddy. Well, how are these laws not changing? Like what needs to be done to get this court, the court system to change? Like, sure. Well, I first mean, of all, studies. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Studies like this. So, so we can recognize it's happening. And then Joan Meyer went on the road after that and just has been talking and, and helping try to create laws all across the country. And slowly but surely states are, adopting laws. It's just, it's a very, very slow process. It is happening. There's a woman named Tina Swithin. She founded One Mom's Battle. She is a major light and warrior in this battle. She went through a 10 year battle custody battle with her own, um, with her kids. And it's, it's, there's a lot more information out there. I have to say in the last four years, since I went through this, thank God it's exponentially increased in terms of high conflict divorce coaches. Now, um, being out in the field, uh, just, mm -hmm. we're all raising more awareness. We're all writing more, doing podcasts, doing, you know, whatever we can do to help support people and, and give them the tools they need to get through it. 
Let me, let me ask you a question. So if you like hindsight could look back on 2018 when it ended, what, what would you have done different? Like, say I have a listener right now that's in, and by the way, not every man is a monster. This is only narcissistic, like, like dark, hundred percent dark. Um, what is it? T-trad, the dark T-trad and and, uh, triad, triad, dark triad. Sorry. Um, but there's a lot of divorces that happen and I'm sure not a lot, but I'm sure many and both parties just are not, don't want to be together anymore. And that's one thing. This is what yeah. we're talking about, about yeah. today is totally separate and um, yes. not all men are monsters, um, but no. Men, you, they're but, fabulous, amazing men. Yes. I happen to be married to one. You have a great boyfriend. There's lots of great men out there. Yes. I want to say that, but if you find, like you found yourself in a situation like you were in, in 2018 and you were like, how do I get out of this? Do you you have advice for women that could be in the situation that are trying to set themselves up to leave? Yes. I, now I would look for a high conflict divorce coach. Um, I did a certification that was just divorce coaching first. And I'll never forget. I was on this zoom screen with like 30 other people from across the country. And we were each saying why we were going into divorce coaching and like 75 to 80% of them said their divorces were amicable. And my jaw was on the ground and I literally went off screen, Megan and started crying. And I thought, really? (laughs) I really want but I was partly happy too that it wasn't every divorce that went mm-hmm. like this. But then I went on, I, I had called, I had contacted Tina's with during my divorce and, and she had helped me a little bit and it wasn't called divorce coach back then, at least not for high conflict. And I said, I'm thinking about being a divorce coach and trying to help people. And she said, Oh my God, yes, I'm actually starting my own certification company. Would you come go finish that certification? Would you come and be come through my first class? And I said, yes. So I did. You would think there'd be some crossover in the two certifications. There was none because high conflict divorce usually involves one party that has probably a cluster B personality disorder of which narcissistic personality disorder is one. And it is a completely different animal than Mm -hmm. every other divorce. There's Mm -hmm. nothing rational about it. There's nothing. They're just out to get you. Um, And then, like you said, the post-separation abuse sets in. So, and you can go to HC divorce coach.com. And there's a whole list of them now all across the country and find them, but start planning ahead of time, start getting advice, um, start looking for attorneys that get this because a lot of them don't, um, you know, get the support you need, figure out who you can tell your story to and who you can't. So you're not re-traumatized when you do tell the one friend at dinner and she rolls her eyes and says, can't you two just get along? Um, and, and, and then on the financial side, yeah, really start planning, getting all your information, getting your decks in a row, because a lot of times the day you file, all financial gets cut off, even if it's not quote unquote legal in the in the family mm. court system, your credit cards get shut down, all the money gets taken out of the bank account, um, everything gets switched, like the day you file. Is that, that's not supposed to happen. That's That's not okay with California court law, but guess what? They get away with it for a really long time before they finally get called on it in court. Well, because it can so, take, it can take years to get, go through all of this stuff. Yeah. And then, and then once everything, so especially if there's children involved, like how, 
that's the scariest thing because I would say, right, I would say like 99% of these cases, there's kids involved. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you can you can bet your bottom dollar on that. Um, if it was dad that wasn't very involved, and even though you're like you were fine, like you're the stay-at-home mom, so he doesn't do a lot, but he works hard. And he, you know, mm-hmm. he's the breadwinner and it's okay. And um, you can bet your bottom dollar that that next day he's gonna want to pick up the kids every day from school. He wants to write out a calendar where he has 50-50 custody. He um wants, you know, to take him to every doctor appointment and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And there's sort of, you sort of get triggered because part of you is like, well, this is my domain. I'm the mom. Mm-hmm. And you're not trying to keep them out, but it's so freaky because it is turn on a dime behavior. And you're like, what are you up to? And very often I would say there's three reasons. Either one, they're trying to establish 50-50 so that they don't have to pay as much child support. Um, B, it's just to get at you, you know? And C, it's, it's they also will, you don't know what's going on with your kids which is basically kind of getting at you too. It's, it's just to keep them away from you and say, because I can. And so it's, it's a scary situation, but sort of be prepared for that. But I always, you know, we talk to clients beforehand, everything you text and write them, they're going to try to trigger you. They're going to try to pull you into a fight. They're going to try to pull you into saying horrible things over text or email back to them. Just, you know, in reaction to what they're doing, pretend like every single thing you are writing or saying is being read by a judge in court, put it through Ooh, that filter first. That's a good, that's a good tip. And then send it. Yeah. Sleep on it. You don't have to respond. They have gotten you into a pattern where you feel like you have to respond all the time. The example I gave of, but, but, but I wasn't out that late and we weren't doing anything. And they're just the friends that I always see. And I, 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 you know, I, you should have told me if you wanted me to come home earlier and I would have helped with the kids or I would have put him to bed. That whole explaining thing that we've been conditioned to do for years they're going to love to get you back into that every chance they get. And so start to recognize that during the divorce process. Don't respond to everything. Stop explaining yourself. Keep it cordial as much as you can. And yeah, just pretend it's being read. I also, what I also worry about is um, if there are like restraining orders in place um, or like it's a physical situation and then children are involved. I, I personally, like from what I've seen, absolutely do not think that people are protected enough from these men and yeah. and the law like the laws absolutely have to change i mean look at what happened with like i hate to use oj as an example but i will because look at what mm-hmm. happened with oj simpson right mm-hmm. i mean we all know that he ended up killing his wife but it it worries me that they um they're, they are so wronged, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. have, if they have used physical violence in the past, that it will escalate to a point. So I just wonder, like, w- I really think that there needs to be more laws in place. Um, do you agree with me on that? And what are Absolutely. your thoughts on that? And in fact, this is very timely, this podcast, because November is Family Court Awareness Month. And the same woman, Tina Swithin, I mentioned before, um, was the founder of, of Family Court Awareness Month. And what she's done, and also with the help of Susan Meyer in that study, is around the country, I believe in New York, Jacqueline Franchetti is the mom. Her daughter, Kira, was killed by the father, just in retaliation to mom. Um, there's Peaky's Law in California where uh, the mother, it's a little boy, and and the little boy was killed by dad just because he didn't want to 
just to get back at mom. Um, there is, oh gosh, and, and I, I feel really bad. I'm blanking right now. But this Family Court Awareness Month is dedicated to changing the laws state by state so that the court system has to look closer at abuse claims and stop giving kids back to abusive dads mm -hmm. because the, the head count now, um, since they've been tracking it, I think is up to like 500 kids that have been killed by a parent just in, in a, and when the, the other parents have been screaming the whole time, please don't, they're abusive. Please don't, please don't, they're abusive. And lo and behold, and just to get back at mom, dad will kill kids and then sometimes himself. It's, and it's, it's, it's terrifying. It's so, so scary. It is. And if you want to help or donate or, you know, get involved at all, go to family, um, court awareness month or family. What did I say? What is it? Family, family court awareness month.org. Dot org. Okay. Perfect. Yes. Dot org. My, yeah, my yeah. last question, cause I could talk to you for hours. Um, this is, I think a much needed episode for women that might be listening and finding themselves in this horrible situation. I'm sorry to my listeners. If you know someone that's going through this or you're in this situation, Jackie is an amazing resource. I'm going to share her, her info in a second again, but I want to ask you this. If you could look back to at yourself in 2018, are you proud of yourself that you left? Would you have taken any of what you've gone through uh back? Megan, I have to say, if I do have what I call a hard day nowadays, and, and I'm almost going to cry. It's okay. I, I cry every say, episode. Jackie, if 2018 Jackie could just look ahead you, and just tell it's going to be okay. I mean, I am so unbelievably proud of myself. Because you should be. When you've been broken down for so long, you, you took this beautiful creature, all these women and sometimes men out there. And, and I like what you said earlier, because I have men clients who are dealing with horrific situations with abuse. Yeah. I mean, there's and, bad women out and there so, too. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Please, please hear me, men. Um, but you're so broken down. You're a shell of your former self. And I truly, I would look at moms that had jobs and were moms. And I think, how do they do that? Like I could I can't, I think I'm just not one of those people. I'm not capable. I'm not capable of doing that. Well, I realize it's kind of like we have too many windows open on your computer. All my RAM space was being taken up by like all this shit I was dealing with in my marriage. And, and then all the put downs and dealing with, and, and just not knowing what the hell is going on. And I was just a shell of myself. I was having nightmares at night. I was losing my hair. Um, it, it was it was awful. And so, yes, you know, and what I did was I would listen to podcasts nonstop of women who made it through. And I was like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it one day. And so I just want to tell all those people listening, you can do it. We, you will do it. The sick joke is that you're awesome. And because you were targeted by one of these people. Um you know, to be in a relationship with them and you can do it. And, and also like the hardest things in life when we're in them and in our darkest days, you have to remind yourself. And I say this all the time is that you, we need your piece of the puzzle. I, my listeners are probably ready to barf because I say this all the time, but you matter and your story matters and what you do with your life and how you turn your life around from like the worst possible darkness that you can be in to doing something to helping other people like you're doing today. Well, I, I think you're like a full on badass. I'm going to lunch with you and our other friend and, um, 
and I will bring my hot water. <laughs> yes, please um, do. Please do. Um, but this has been so great. It's, you know, I'm so sorry for everything you've been through. It's horrific, but I love what you're doing now. And you're a testament that, like, you can get through the worst things, everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to ask you, Jackie, can you share your, like, Instagram and where people can find you? Yeah, Instagram is at jmillercoach. And then um, also I have at Out of Crazy Town um, on my Instagram. And then my website is jackiemillercoaching.com. And you can also find my podcast on that on my website or it's on all the, all of them, you know, the all Apple, the major Google, the whatever, the Spotify, yeah. the everything. Yeah, yeah. So Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. Best title ever. Yes. Um, yes. Well, thank you, Jackie. You're the best. It was so nice oh. to meet you in person you, I know we've chatted before but thank you again and everyone if you're listening to this be happy by making other people happy judging Megan with Megan judge Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.